You are now listening to the Faith Community Bible Church Podcast. It's our prayer that this message is not only a blessing to you, but to your entire family. Join us as we aim to make Christ known in our community by caring for the community. God bless. Psalm 139. We're going to begin reading at verse 13 and we'll read down through verse 17. Word of the Lord reads as follows. For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably, King James says, fearfully and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God, how precious your thoughts are to me and how vast their sum is. Again, I read for you Psalm 139, verses 13 through 17. The word of the Lord is blessed. You might be seated here in the sanctuary. We thank and we praise God for each one of you guys, those who are present, those who are joining us online. Do me a favor. If you're online, um, share, share the stream with somebody so they can hear the word of God on today. If you sit in the sanctuary, don't tweet, don't Facebook, um, don't post, tweet out, amen, a link so people can join in wherever they are that they might hear the word of the Lord. I want to ask a question here today. I don't want you to raise your hand. I just want you to think. How many people in here truly know their purpose? How many people truly know their purpose? What is your I was doing one of my most favorite things in the world to do. I was um, relaxing um, with Melinda, watching TV and spending time with her. And uh, I was sitting on the couch and I, I started laughing. She said, what, babe, what you, what you laughing at? I said, well, babe, I was looking for my glasses. And they were on my face. Oh, y'all laughing. Come on. You, you didn't look for your glasses that anyone on your, on your head, Mike. <laughs> Come on. You, you, you didn't walk around the house late for wherever you're going looking for your keys and they were in your hand. We've experienced this. And I think it's the same way when it comes to our purpose that um, we find ourselves looking for something that we already have. We find ourselves, um, we spend our life trying to find out what our purpose is. My degree, my job, my ministry, my gift, my business. 
We spend a life trying to find out what our purpose is. But let me just remove the tension early, quick, fast, and in a hurry that um, your, your, your degree is just your education. Your, your business is entrepreneurship. Your ministry is your calling. How God uses you is your gift. But what is your purpose? Because many times we, we, we spend countless hours trying to, to answer the question of purpose. And the lack of an answer has caused many of us to be misguided and misdirected. Even as believers, we have been misguided and misdirected on what purpose is. Isn't this something that we go out, we, 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 Turn away from God who created us to try to find purpose in us. We try to find purpose. We've been misguided and sometimes misdirected. It, it has caused some of us to even fall into a state of depression because we don't know our purpose. And consequently, we don't understand our value to God. We have value with God. Don't be fooled. Y'all, listen, I know that we are depraved. I know we are sinful, but we have value to God. We try to find this purpose. What is your purpose? Well, I want to leave a thought with you today. I want you to process this thought as we minister this sermon. The purpose is not simply a function of what we do. It's the essence of who we are. I'm, I'm going to say it one more time. Purpose is not simply a function of what we do. It's the essence of who we are. What is your purpose? But as we attempt today to answer the question, as with all things, we must begin with, and our study must be grounded in who God is. Everything begins with him. You must also base it on who and what mankind is. See, mankind is God's creation. You are God's Creation. I'm, I used to remember driving around, seeing this old bumper sticker and say, um, um, God don't make no junk. I am somebody. God don't make no junk. And I think that because we understand our depravity, we understand our sinful condition, we understand there is none good, no, not one. We can't see the value that God sees in us, but we will see before the end of the message today the value God sees in his creation. We must begin this study with God. On who God is, the psalmist in Psalm 100 verse 3 said, it is he who hath made us and not we ourselves. Man is therefore dependent on God. And we could not have brought ourselves into existence, nor could we last for a blink of time apart from God's sustaining providence and power. We would not be able to survive. 
So today, just for a few minutes, I want to jump into our text and really walk through what our purpose is. The psalmist, the psalmist here in Psalm 139 is David, and David here is just really extolling God and really reminding himself of who God is. If you look at the first few verses, it talks about him being an all-knowing God, or another word we use is omniscient. He's all-knowing. God knows all things. That's for y'all who do stuff in secret. God knows all things. You know, you can't keep a secret from God because God knows all things. I, I know you, you, you text messages, you got encryption on your phone. God knows all things. He's omniscient. God is, 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 is omniscient. He's all-knowing. Then he began to say God is ever-present. Someone said that no matter where I go, God is there. I oftentimes laugh because um, anybody ever seen Mr. Deeds? Every time Mr. D went somewhere, his butler was right there. Boom. <laughs> but God, even more in a more sovereign and, and um, powerful way, God is everywhere at the same time. He, he, he is the ever-present God. And I don't know about you, but this here is one of them psalms that you can't finish this psalm without shouting, without celebrating God but, and being at all at who he is. And when we begin to be at all at who, how he is all-knowing, omniscient, how he is um, ever-present, omnipresence, we can't forget about God in creation. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful in creation. The psalmist starts here in verse 13, for it was you who created my inward parts. Mama and daddy didn't just hook up. It was by divine, sovereign, intelligent design that you are here today. Right? That for me is good because what God creates, God keeps. It's, it's, it's sovereign. He knew about me. When I think about all the stuff that, um, that, that, that I am, all, all the flaws that, that I have. reminds me of John Legend. He loves all of me. All my curves and all my edges. All my perfect input. He knows everything about me, but he all of him still loves all of me. God loves me, but he loves me because he created me. He said, I um, um God, you created my inward parts, you put me together. He said, knit. I need y'all understand. It's a difference between building a Lego house and knitting something. Knitting takes time. It takes precision. It takes intentionality. It takes patience. Come on. Come on. You got to know because it's a design in the middle of that blanket. And somewhere along the line, you had to stop sewing and you had to bring some new yarn in because you had to make the design and then switch the yarn again. I was knitted together. That means that God put his hands on me. He knitted me together in my mother's womb. This is speaking of his, his power in creation. It's speaking of 
uh, um, um, his intentionality and who he has created us to be. I used to think that I'm only who I am because of, of Percy and Jessica's DNA, but no, I am who I am because God created me and knitted me together. Come on, you can do your um, DNA tests and find out who your ancestors is, and that's fine. It is good to know where you come from. But just do a, a biblical DNA test and see where you come from. You can begin to appreciate where you are. You can appreciate the shoulders that you stand on when I understand that he created me um, um, in, my, in my, my inward parts and he knitted me together in my mother's womb. He says, I will praise you because I have been remarkably, remarkably, um, it's another word right here because it's fearlessly, remarkably, um, it, it's not fear, it's awe. Awesome. So watch this. So God created you, and David was saying that he recognized that God created him, knit him together. He was at awe at what God created. We're looking for our value. We're looking for purpose. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. I got a saying. You can call me arrogant if you want to. Um, um, uh, I know who I am, right? I know who created me. Just check my tag. Y'all understand, right? Right? Come on. Uh, um, Kenny, you like Nike, right? And, and you know how to tell a real Nike from a fake Nike, right? And if you really want to know who I am, check my tag. David said, I'm fearfully, I'm wonderfully made. God knitted me together. Come on. And I have been through the process of the Holy Spirit um, signifying that I am God's creation. This creation thing. How do we understand creation? Well, in order to understand creation, we got to go back to creation. Well, Genesis 1-1 says, in the beginning, God created. Since God created all things, then all things belong to God. It is as simple as that. And this is the basis of all purpose. Watch. Genesis 1-27 says this. So God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So, so what this is speaking of, and you've heard the term Pastor Bert use all the time, the uh, Mago Day, the image of God, we are created in his likeness. Watch this. But then, but then, the writer in chapter 2 said, let me explain it a little bit. We made in his image, after his likeness. God put his hands on us. He formed us. He created everything else, but he put his hands on us. Genesis, Genesis 2 and 7 says this. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, now follow me for, for a minute. God formed man from the dust of the ground. Man um, was a shell of himself. 
And I believe this, that potential is, is simply unrealized purpose. Potential. potential. Y'all know the little boy on the basketball court who can dribble real good. You say, that boy got potential, but it's yet realized. It's not yet realized. And then you see old boy who used to be on the basketball court, right, hanging out, getting changed in front of the grocery store, and you say he had Potential, potential, unrealized purpose, which means that the manifestation of what we thinking that we are supposed to be have not come to manifestation. So he was a shell of himself. Man had potential. God created him. God shaped him. God formed him. And God was a shell. I mean, man was a shell and God gave him potential. But something happened. Something happened to potential. Something happened to God's creation. The Bible says, and God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became. Follow me, follow me. We're going somewhere. Follow me. Man became because God breathed. God made what was potential purpose. He gave him purpose. What was the purpose that he gave him when he breathed into him? The Bible says he gave him life. That's the beginning of all creation. It began with God breathing into man, and man became a living soul. Purpose. Adam's purpose was yet to be realized until God breathed into him. Purpose begins with creation. It begins with God. It believe, begins with who God created mankind to be. Why is understanding purpose so important for us as believers? Because if we struggle with understanding our purpose, we will inevitably struggle with our identity. Identity. Now, our identity, right? Remember, though, identity, the imago Dei, the image of God. If we struggle with our life purpose, then we struggle with the imago Dei. We struggle with being the image of God. We struggle with walking out what God has created us to be in the earth. Struggle with understanding of your purpose, you're gonna struggle with your identity, image, image. Preached the message a long time ago and it says image is everything. Not, not, not your brand image, not, not, not how you look on Facebook, none of those things, not how many followers you have. No, image, the image of God, how we walk that out, how we carry that out, how we put that on display. He breathed into man and man became. That's why, that's why when we, we go back to, to 139 and he said, I was knitted together, I was created, and I'm, 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 I'm in awe of what God has created, not because David thought he was so good, because he knew God was so great. He knew God was great. God made me. So I know who I am. I know that I have purpose. God created me so he knows everything about me. He knows my sins. He knows 
my secrets. That's who I am. And, and, and listen, I, I just, we're going to shift. This won't even be a long sermon. We're going to shift here. So, so what God wanted to do when we talk about purpose and creation and God created us in his image after his likeness and then mankind sinned and then therefore that image was flawed in humanity. It was flawed. It was broken. The image, y'all ever looked in a, a broken mirror? You, all you see is pieces of yourself. All you see is pieces of yourself. Pieces of what it should be. Pieces of a whole picture. All you, you see is picture, picture, picture of brokenness because we are in a broken state, a broken condition. He said that I'm rejoicing because I'm fear, fearfully, wonderfully made. My bones were not hidden from you. When I was made in secret, when I was formed um, in the depths of the earth, you, your eyes saw me when I was formless. This is... So before I became, ever became anything, God knew me. All my days are written in your book and planned before a single day has ever began. Now we're going to walk. We're going to walk. Well, not, not me. We're going to walk through some scripture. He was celebrating who God, who God has created him to be. I want us to understand purpose before we leave here. What is our purpose? He said that you know everything about me. He knows our sins, our secrets. He knows the stuff that we think we got away with, but he still loves us. Now watch this, y'all. I want us to get this, y'all. Really, really get this. Because what happens is that we believe that because of our sin and because of our brokenness that God can't love me. See, Pastor Beck, you don't understand the stuff I've done. He can't love me. He knows everything about us, but, but, but yet he loves us. You say, how do you know that, Pastor Baker? Well, back, back, back when I was growing up, I used to go to Sunday school, and Sunday school teacher told me this, um, Jesus loved me, this I know. Why? Because the Bible tells me so. John, uh, 1 John 4 and 8 said, God is love. Watch this. God is love. And when we understand that God is love, that's God's character, right? Um, and then God created us in the beginning, and he gave us the essence of himself. So he blew life into us, the essence of who he is. He blew love into us. Um, um, so what God did was God is love, and God cannot deny his own character. God put in us what he was coming for. We gonna, I'm going to show you in Scripture. Yeah, I'll show you in Scripture. I'm all right. My theology is okay. God is love. That's why he loves us, because God is love. God don't just decide to get up and then love you. God is love. That's part of his character. So even in our brokenness, God is love. And his love desires to reclaim what was lost. He wanted to reclaim what was lost. God is love. And as we said before, God cannot deny his own character. He cannot deny himself. He created us. We're not good and valuable of ourselves. We're good and valuable to God because he made us and not we ourselves. Because I know if I made me, Mark, I have big muscles. 
I had them, them, them smooth waves. Y'all know, right? But he made us, and he comes for what he loves. John 3.16 says this, for God so loved. Hold up. Who did he love? He loved people who had it all together. The world. He, 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 he loved folk who come to church every day. He loved, he loved sinful, broken, wayward, wretched people. That's who he loved. Come on. Look. Look. He loved them. Watch this. In such a way, right? His, his, his love and how much he loved us was reflected in what he paid for us. Come on, man. It's reflected in what he paid for us. He loved us so much that he gave his son. Now watch this. He ain't have seven. He only had one. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him would not perish but have everlasting Life. I believe this. I believe this, y'all. In order for us to really experience God in our life, every divine action requires a human response. Oh. Every divine action requires a human response, right? If we want to experience God, then there has to be a response. A response to what? A response to him love being God, the character of God being love, him doing something about the wicked worldly people that he loved in the condition that they were in. And all his desire is, is that we believe. Now, I ain't talking about just believe that Jesus lived one day. He was this good man, this good prophet. We have to believe in the person and work of Jesus Christ, that he came and died the death that we was supposed to die. He took on the very wrath of God for the sin of all humanity um, that those who would believe in him have confident assurance in him and what he's done for us would move from death um, to life. If we believe in him, we would have everlasting life. I'm going to connect these dots. I'm going to connect the dots. Here we go. Romans 5, 8 says this, God demonstrated his love. Talking about God's love. So we talk about God's creation. Now we're talking about God's love for his creation, right? He said that, um, 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 Paul said in Romans 5, 8, God demonstrated his love, but God proved his love toward us in that while we were, well, y'all know the scripture. So while you was yet messed up, jacked up, tiptoeing, Doing all the stuff that you do. Come on. Um, whoring around. It's a Bible word. Don't get mad at me. While you was doing it on the bar stools of life, doing whatever you were doing, God had love for you. And while you was a sinner, he demonstrated the great love he had for you. Listen, we got to be like David. David was excited about this thing because David knew he was messed up, jacked up. Y'all know, watch this. You know, he wrote Psalm 51, and after he had, 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 had uh, um, slept with somebody else's wife, murdered somebody, right? He was out of position. He lied about it. And now he's writing about God who created him and knitted him together, and he's celebrating the great God who knows everything. 
Watch this. Watch this. Here it is. Here, here, here it is. I'm, 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 I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I got a timer now, y'all. I can see my time. He proved his love. He, he demonstrated. He proved. He said, I love you in spite of who you are. Christ died for us. But watch this. This is where it shifts. This is where I want you to understand. Jesus didn't die for your career. Jesus did not die for your business. He did not die for your degree. He did not die for your education. He didn't even die for your gifts or your calling. What he died for was you. He loved you so much that he demonstrated it by giving his son a ransom for your life. What life? What life? What life? Jesus did not die for those things. Jesus died to redeem you. He died to redeem me. He died to redeem us. He died to redeem your purpose of your life. Watch. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man be in Christ, he's new. He's new. He's a new creation. That means, watch this, if you are in Christ, that means what you were, you're no longer that. Oh, boy. Come on, come on. I know you got struggles in your life, but you are no longer what you used to be. Right. And we celebrate God because we know there's a little residue in our behavior. But come on, in our soul, God has washed it, cleansed it. The Bible says, though your sins be as scarlet, he shall wash you whiter than snow. He died for us. He died for us. That's why he died. He died for us, not our careers and business and degrees and all those things. He didn't die for us. Stop looking for your purpose on your job. Stop looking for your purpose in your degrees and your education. Stop looking for your purpose in some church or some ministry or some this or some that. Because understand this, that um, the, our purpose is not simply a function of what we do. It's the essence of who we are. Watch this. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Watch it. Watch this. He said that he may be a Christ. He's new creation. This is where Ephesians, right? Ephesians finna change the game. Ephesians about to change the game. Watch this. Ephesians 2, <clears throat> chapter 1 through 10. Ephesians 2, chapter 1 through 10. Bible says this. Uh, I like King James. King James says this. The Bible says that, uh, uh, and you have to quicken. And I need y'all. Nah, see, see, they getting it. They getting it. You have he quicken, uh, made alive. Uh, yeah, yeah, see, see, you have to quicken, made alive. See, this understanding um, takes us back to Genesis 2. You have he quicken that was dead. <laughs> it takes us back to Genesis 2 where God formed man from the dust of the ground, and at that point, man was just a shell of himself. How many of you know without Christ, you're just a shell of yourself? You're just an empty vessel. You just have potential. You are never walking full purpose as long as you are apart from Christ. And you have he quickened, made alive. Brings us back to that Genesis. Because man was just a shell of himself. But what happened? God breathed into him and gave him Life. That life was, was, was taken away. We lost that privilege of life because of sin. But look at God who loves us in such a great way that said, I'm coming back to get what I created. What? 
and he's serious too because he brought everything that's necessary to redeem us, to buy us back. Oh, my God. Let me help y'all, man. Y'all, I don't care how, how big a credit card you got, you can't buy yourself back. There's nothing you can do to bring yourself back into the right standing in relationship with God. There's nothing, watch this, you can do to reestablish purpose in your life. He made you alive. He quickened you. He gave you life. He gave you life. See, listen. Our purpose is in our life. And everything God calls us to flows from purpose. See, we're looking for the one thing, the one thing. But God's looking at all things. So, so if you think your purpose is only your education, then why do you, how, how do you function when, when you are in a different uh, capacity of life? Or what happens when you think that your purpose is a ball player or this or that and that thing fails? What many people do is they lose hope because they thought that was their purpose. Let, let me help y'all with something. The God in us can outlive any failure in our life. Outlive any failure. I don't care how many times they repossessed your car. I don't care how many times they foreclosed on your house. I don't care how many jobs you've been fired from. One thing I know about God, that God can outlive all those failures in our life. He quickened us. Watch this. Who are dead in trespasses and sins in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We, are, we too all previously lived among them. I'm just raising my hand. Uh, in, in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as others were also. Here it is, here it is. <laughs> that changed the whole dynamic. That changed the whole conversation. We call that a paradigm shift. <laughs> but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love, that he had for us, made us alive, watch this, here go purpose, with Christ. Uh, even though we were dead in trespasses. I love this. I love this. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages, we might display the immeasurable riches of uh, his grace through the kindness to us in Christ Jesus, for you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is God's gift. Not from works, not from you having a career, not for having a job, not for being a good this or being a good that. No, 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 no. Um, 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 not from your works so that you can boast. I, you don't understand how well my business is doing. You don't understand how much my new contract is. You don't understand how big my, you, you don't understand. And so how many degrees and numbers I letters I got behind my name, but that's boasting. I, 
The psalmist boasted in God. David said, look, hey, I am who I am because you are who you are, and you love me enough to redeem me, even though I was messed up, jacked up, toe up, so that we can't boast, for we are his workmanship, uh, right? Watch this. Here go that word again. Created in Christ Jesus for what? Good works, right? There it is. See, watch this. Good works flow from proper purpose. That was it right there, y'all. That was it right there. I'm going to close here in a minute. Good works flow from proper purpose. When we understand that we are his workmanship, that God, God has restored us and created in us, um, we have been created in Christ for good works, which God, watch this, watch what he did. He prepared ahead of time for us to do. But we couldn't do them without life. We couldn't do them about life without life in Christ. Why? Because they're God-ordained, they're God-created, and they're God-empowered. So he quickened us, made us alive, gave us new life. Here it is. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. When we are not in Christ, we are dead. Watch this. This, this is crazy. When we are not in Christ, we are dead. We're not dead in the grave. We're dead in our sins. Watch what God did. Watch what God did. God went and exhumed what was dead. <laughs> he went into sin and took the Holy Ghost and Christ, the cross, and he dug that which was sinful. He got us up out the muck and the mire of the clay. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't excited yet because, because we, we sitting in here now, but we forget about how we got here. We forget about the sin that we lived in and loved. How many loved sin? I loved sin. I had fun in sin, but God saw my brokenness in my sin and he came and he exhumed me out of the grave of my sin. Y'all, he literally digs us up out the muck of sin. Philippians 2 and 3 says this, after he digs us up, after he digs us up, God wants to do something in us. I like Philippians 2 13, it says, for it is God. Yeah. Watch this. Yeah. Which work is in you. Uh -huh. Both, yeah. Woo, both to do of his good will and his pleasure. So, 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 so watch this though. He, he, he brought us Back to life. He exhumed our, our, our deadness out of, out of sin. And now he is working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Notice what's obvious in this text. Is that the only way that God works through us is if we are alive in Christ. Life is the purpose. Stop running around trying to find life. Marriage is not the purpose. Stop trying to find purpose in everything else and find purpose in Christ. When we find out that our life has been redeemed for God to work in and through us for his good pleasures, then we began to surrender and submit to what he's doing. So the question is, now that I know purpose, how do I grow in purpose? I bet you can guess. Romans... 12 and 1. <laughs>
based off everything you just heard. This is my therefore. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't want to be, be incorrect. This is my therefore. After everything you've heard, therefore, brothers and sisters, now that you have been resurrected from the dead, now, now that you have new life in Christ, now that it's Christ of God who's both working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now that we realize the presence of the Holy Spirit is active in our life, that we can do the good works that God has ordained before time began. Present your bodies. Come on. He said, I beg you to present your bodies as living sacrifices. Right? Bring what was dead that came back to life and offer it to him as a sacrifice. Come on, y'all. Come on. It's valuable. Watch this. Um, um, your life is more valuable to God than it is to you. I'm trying not to run. I, I, I promise. I'm promised, but was when my mother, I know what he brought me from. I, I know I was a wretch undone. I know all the all the apologies I've yet to pass out. I know everything that I've done. I know I was dead in sin. Come on, every now and then I, I still smell a little bit on me. But God loves me. He loves me so much that he delivered me and brought me from that place of sin. And now I want to present myself to him. Hey, watch this. Living. Living purpose, purpose. I, I, I want my purpose to be in him. I want to present my purpose to him because that is true worship. How do we honor God for his created purpose in us? How do we honor God for the life that he paid, the life of his son for that all I might live? How do I respond? I respond by giving that life back to him. I don't just want you to know what purpose is. I want you to daily live in it. You present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. This is your act of worship. And watch this. This is how we continue to sharpen it. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed daily by the renewing of your mind. Watch this so that you may discern what is the good, <laughs> pleasing, and perfect will of God. Surrender your purpose to his purpose. And his purpose in us is to bring him glory. And the only way we can bring him glory is through a redeemed life. Thank you for listening to the Faith Community Bible Church podcast. We hope you were encouraged by the message on today. To respond to today's message, please go to fcbcstl.com forward slash respond. If you would like to give to support the mission and vision of Faith Community Bible Church, you can go to fcbcstl.com forward slash give. God bless.